Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Or FDIC. Up everyone and welcome back to the Epstein Chronicles. The interview that Prince Andrew gave to Emily Maitlis and the BBC turned out to be one of the worst ideas this dude has ever had. If there was any question about this dude's competency, about this guy's honor before the interview, all of those questions were answered after it. No, he's not competent. No, he's not honorable. And he certainly doesn't understand the scope of what's going on here. He truly thought that he was going to waltz into that interview, run roughshod over Emily Maitlis, and put a line underneath the whole entire scandal. That's what he thought. Well, it turned out to be something different. And it wasn't even a car crash interview. It was legitimately the Hindenburg, right? That's how disastrous this was. And today we have an article from the LA Times about this interview. And the headline, A Prosecutor's Dream. Inside the bombshell interview that brought down Prince Andrew. And there's no doubt this would be a prosecutor's dream. I've said it a million times. Imagine a seasoned interrogator getting this guy in a room. If Emily Maitlis had him shook, imagine what a real investigator would do, like an interrogator who does this for a living. This article was authored by Eton Smallman. A roundtable with three BBC journalists in Buckingham Palace, Queen Elizabeth's second son was deciding whether to do a TV interview that would change his life. Stupid idea. Somebody should advise him not to do this interview and instead go and talk to the federal government. That's what he should have been doing. Speak to the FBI. I want to do the honorable thing. I want to help these girls. Yeah, well, you're not doing that. Hiding behind mummy's skirts and riding around Balmoral on your horse, Joe Exotic of the Windsor family. Three months earlier, in August 2019, the billionaire sex offender, pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein had been found dead in his New York prison cell while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. For nearly a decade, Prince Andrew had been dogged by questions about their 20-year friendship and now was facing allegations of his own. Virginia Roberts alleged that Epstein had forced her to have sex with Andrew when she was 17, something the Duke of York has always denied. See, this is the problem. These questions were always there. These allegations were always there. People chose to ignore this stuff so they can continue to have access to the royals. I'm looking directly at you, ABC and Amy Robach. 
At the Palace, Sam McAllister, Booker extraordinaire, on the BBC flagship current affairs show Newsnight, who had been in discussions for a year with a publicist, working for Andrew's initiative to support entrepreneurs and his private security, took her gamble. Now I wonder when Bill Clinton's going to sit down for a tell-all about his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. You don't see anyone clamoring for that, huh? And it took the Daily Mail and all of the tabloids in, in the UK to do this, to get Prince Andrew on a hot enough seat where the BBC took action. So when's that going to happen to, to, to uh, Bill Clinton? That's the real question here. When is the legacy media going to hold Bill Clinton to the same standard that we're holding Prince Andrew to? Now, of course, let's be very, very clear. Nobody has come out and said that, that uh, Bill Clinton was abusing girls on the island or partaking. My problem with Bill Clinton especially is the lying about all of it. He sends out his spokesperson to give us this canned ass statement that has never changed since the first time he gave it, even after all of this court documentation that basically shows you that his statement was a lie. But he just gets to go on about his business, nobody's showing up to air him out. And then the legacy media wonders why people aren't listening to what they have to say. And then they wonder why people are searching for independent content creators or independent journalists to follow. Well, maybe if you dudes would do your job, you wouldn't have to worry. Referring to his extravagant travel at taxpayers' expense and his playboy image, she told him bluntly, Sir, I have lived in this country for over 40 years, and until now, I only knew two things about you. And that it's that you're known as Air Miles Andy and Randy Andy. And I can absolutely tell you that the latter really doesn't help you in your current predicament. Pretty bluntly stated by Emily Maitlis, no? And she's not wrong. Who knew anything about Prince Andrew besides that, right? Or that he's out grifting, hanging out with scumbags all over the place. Everyone in the room held their breath. This is not how Britons speak to royalty. Then suddenly he laughs, recalls McAllister in a central London restaurant. There was no way that he could misunderstand what he was dealing with, with someone who could speak truth to power and who wasn't messing, uh, messing with him. So she wanted to set the standard right away, right? Look, you're not going to bulldoze me. You're not going to run roughshod over me. This is going to be my interview. Three days later, after mentioning it in front of McAllister that he would consult mum, Andrew did the interview. It would be described as a plane crashing into an oil tanker, causing a tsunami, triggering a nuclear explosion. That's a pretty apt way of uh, explaining things because it was really bad. So damning were his answers that just four days after the broadcast came the announcement that he would be suspending his public duties. The 50-minute encounter had brought down a prince. Well, I would say that the survivors and their just steadfast commitment for justice that's what really led the charge but he sunk himself in this interview there's no doubt about that in her new book scoops behind the scenes of the bbc's most shocking interviews one world publication september 13th McAllister reveals the tense discussions that secured her exclusive despite a perceived coziness between the national broadcaster and the monarchy to her knowledge her program had never spoken to a royal when first offered access in 2018 to do what she calls a puff piece on his charity work, she turned it down, telling his PR people firmly, no preconditions or no interview. 
as the Epstein questions grew louder, McAllister persevered. And that's what you have to do. You have to be firm, right? If you're going to be a journalist and you're going to be looking for the truth, you have to be firm. And you can't be swayed by people who are in a powerful position. Remember, as a journalist, as the fourth estate, it's your job to hold these people to account. And when you get too cozy with them and you're depending on them for stories or for scoops, well, you've been compromised. One of the reasons this interview happened is I didn't have any connections in this world, she says. And in the nicest way, I didn't give a toot. I don't think it's helpful, frankly, to be deferential to institutions if you want to get the truth. Well, a lot of people here in America could hear that these days. I mean, all of a sudden, you have people who say you can't rage against the machine, which is pretty odd considering all of the raging against the machine we have seen recently. She kept in mind the sweet spots that might motivate the prince to go ahead. A desire for vindication and time to celebrate his 60th birthday in style and to walk his daughter, Beatrice, down the aisle. See, what you got to do is you got to float some bonuses to people like Andrew, right? To get them to bite. And one of the best ways to do that is to massage their ego. She She also shared her view with him directly. His silence meant the public was drawing conclusions on his guilt. Finally, she told him it was a no-brainer that any interview about sexual impropriety with women would have to be conducted by a woman. And lucky me, I had one of the best female presenters in the country in the form of Emily Maitlis. The program was also edited by a woman, Esme Wren. Now, okay, that's all fine and well, but I really don't care who does this interview. I don't care if a little green man from Mars did the interview. As long as they exposed... Prince Andrew, like a shaved dog's ass. McAllister even ventured to make several jokes with her royal interlocutor, though she demurs on the details. Probably the most banterous parts wouldn't be right for me to reveal, but you heard some of the things that he was willing to say on camera, so you can probably imagine how frank some of those exchanges were. See, I don't like this. If you're going to do a tell-all book, tell all. Dish all the tea, let's hear it all. What did he say that was gross? What he said on the record left audiences aghast and, says McAllister, changed the lexicon of the country. Andrew denied his accusers' claims he was perspiring when they first met because he had a peculiar medical condition, which is that I don't sweat. His alibi was a children's birthday party at the chain restaurant Pizza Pizza Express in the provincial English town of Woking. And we know he's BSing about the sweat. We've seen... Many, many photos of him drenched in sweat. So I don't even know what he's talking about. He said that after Epstein's 2008 conviction, he had insisted on spending several days in the financier's New York home, pedophile, to break off his friendship because of his judgment. It was probably colored by his tendency to be too honorable. But that's just the way it is. Basically saying, I'm just an honorable honorable guy and you're going to have to accept my excuse. That's why. I'm so honorable that I had to fly across the pond, stay the night at this pedophile's house, just to tell him we can't be friends anymore. Does that sound like the honorable behavior of a prince? Or does that sound like the behavior of a stooge? You tell me. And his description of Epstein having conducting himself in a manner unbecoming managed to break even the quietly forensic demeanor of Maitlis. Unbecoming, she interjected, her face contorted in disbelief. 
He was a sex offender. All the while, the prince failed to express any concern for the survivors and asked if he regretted the whole Epstein friendship, replied, No, still not. Well, I bet you you do now, you dumbass. This is a man who is so stuck in his own hubris and his own opinion of oneself that he can't even see the forest through the trees. And every single day he makes a a decision to try and come back into the public. It shows you, under a microscope, the kind of dirt ball we're dealing with. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yet none of those was the most jaw-dropping moment for McAllister. Rather, it was a very excruciating answer where he's trying to say that he couldn't have had sexual relations with Virginia Roberts because, as a man, sexual relations require a positive act. Whatever the f*** that means. This guy is just rambling. He was prattling. He had no idea what he was talking about. And I couldn't believe what I was hearing. When this interview was going on, my jaw was on the ground the whole entire interview, folks. He was obviously talking about the royal member. We don't want to make light of what obviously was an extremely serious series of allegations against him and Epstein, but to be in Buckingham Palace, listening to him talking about that was really quite unforgettable. It was also arresting that the journalist spent much of the time staring at the ornately decorated ballroom carpet carpet to conceal her eye rolling. Wow. Imagine being that bad at an interview where you're trying to defend yourself, that the presenter who is interviewing you is trying to not roll their eyes. And not only that, you're a prince and she's one of your subjects and that's how she feels. I mean, imagine how the rest of the world feels about you, Joe Exotic of the Windsor family. My throat, charmingly, starts to make a kind of burpy noise. She has a final giveaway. I sweat. The irony of ironies. So she's sitting across from a guy who says he can't sweat, and she starts to sweat. Pretty funny if you ask me. As a former criminal defense barrister, McAllister knew full well the legal ramifications of Andrew's answers, describing them as a prosecutor's dream. She adds, I was surprised that he gave those explanations, which, if you were dealing with litigation, would have been relatively easy to disprove if they were lies. He thought that he was going to, he honestly thought that he was going to get up there and charm the pants off of everybody. He thought that all of you were going to eat out of the palm of his hand because his whole life, that's what happened, right? Nobody ever told him he was a douche. Nobody ever said to him, Hey, Prince Andrew, you're an asshole. Here's a three piece combo and a soda. You think this guy ever got his ass beat ever once in his life? You can tell who grew up not getting beat up in their neighborhood. You can tell by the way they behave as adults. Robert's attorney later revealed she and her team had examined the interview for inconsistencies. Frankly, it was very helpful for us, she said, and it really was. All you had to do was take one look and you could see the inconsistencies. 
The revelation may explain why Andrew was so keen to settle his U.S. civil sexual assault case with, with Roberts in February. This year, paying a reported $16 million to a woman, he told Maitlis he had no recollection of ever meeting. And this is another reason why I've said from the jump that the price tag on this was a lot bigger than they, than they were trying to say recently. Oh, it was only a few million dollars. Yeah, right. Andrew was cooked, folks. He had nowhere to go. The party was over for this dude. The only way out was to have this settlement. And do you really think that boys and the rest of the crew over there were going to just let them waltz on out of there without it being painful? McAllister, who has since left the BBC after being denied a bonus pay, a bonus pay, raise, or promotion, has already struck a deal to turn her book about what she calls our version of Frost Nixon into a feature film, while Maitlis is having her story adapted for a TV drama. The producer says she believes Britain has a blind spot, journalistically, when it comes to holding the royal family accountable in the same way as others who spend public money. She is not wrong about that. There needs to be a lot more accountability for these so-called royals. But she still thinks the U.S. could learn something about exacting interviews from across the pond and cites the 2021 Oprah Winfrey exclusive with Meghan, uh, Duchess of Sussex, and Prince Harry as an example. Again, she's not wrong. Where are all of the journalists in America, like Emily Maitlis, who want to sit down with Bill Clinton and get to the truth of it? So far, I haven't seen any of them. It was an incredibly interesting conversation that they had, but by no stretch of the imagination was that an accountability interview. I think that our tradition of rigorous conversations really does allow for accountability, and that's hugely important, particularly in this generation of fake news and, uh, and uh, loss of trust in the media. As I've always said, if you can run a multi-million dollar company and you can run a country, then 10 minutes with a presenter isn't any problem, is it? She checks herself. Well, for some people, it is clearly. Yeah, some people, huh? I'm looking directly at the Clintons. I have had enough of these people finding a way to shuck and jive their way out of this nonsense. If Prince Andrew can get the spotlight thrown on him, when's that shit going to happen here? I guess I shouldn't hold my breath, though, right? At least over in England, they went hard on Prince Andrew, so that's a victory. And now, this disgusting, moronic imbecile is going to have to face the consequences for the rest of his life. If you'd like to contact me, you can do that at bobbycapucci at protonmail.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-P-U-C-C-I at protonmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at B-O-B-B-Y underscore C-A-P-U-C-C-I. The link that I discussed can be found in the description box. All right, folks, we'll be back with a little bit more later on. Hope that all of you are having a good one.